Welcome to the all-inclusive podcast, please and thank you, where we include all the words and all the topics that you care about. If you want to jump to a specific topic, you can check the time codes in the description below. If you want to ch- jump into the Godzilla versus Kong shit or any of the other topics that I'm going to be talking about today, check out the time codes. If you're on the Spotify, the iTunes, you can check that in the descriptions. For everybody else, we have a new presence. Inauguration Day, or I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's Inauguration Day. Inauguration Day just recently passed, and we have officially have a new president, which means politics will no longer be as entertaining as it once was. The, the pizzazz, the X factor that politics always needed to be in the news everywhere in the world is just no longer there. It has officially left the White House, the orange man has left the White House and a new normal looking old guy is in there now. And it's just, what what are what are the tabloids going to be talking about? What are the Tonight Shows going to be talking about? What's Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel going to talk about? What's Stephen Colbert going to talk about? I swear to fucking God, man, every time, every time I see a Stephen Colbert video clip on YouTube that's getting promoted to me, that's getting suggested to me by the YouTubes, by the YouTube search, by the suggested videos, it's always Stephen Colbert talking about Trump. So I feel like he has nothing else, nothing to talk about anymore. I don't know. Does he talk about other stuff for people that watch his show? Does he, does he talk about that? So send me an email. Let me know. Send me an essay. Okay, send me a couple of paragraphs of all the things that he talks about. Because I'm sure he talks about multiple things. It's just that I'm not, I don't watch the show that often. I just watch it every now and then. I, just, I watch the short clips. You know, the little, the, the five, ten minute clips on the YouTubes. That's what I watch. That's what I know about the Stephen Colbert's. I don't know what else he he did. Uh, I know that he used to do the Colbert Report. And that was awesome. Love that shit. But what did he do before that? What did Stephen Colbert do before that? Like... When he was trying to make it, when he was trying to get into Hollywood, would, did he did he do the thing where he was like a porn star at one point? Is he okay with that? Like, did he? Well, I would I would watch that if he wasn't porn. If it was even some sort of porn video, uh, I don't care what position he was taking. I would just be interested in watching because it's Stephen Colbert, man. He's a he's a he's a good looking guy. You know, I'm a straight guy myself. You know, at, at least as far as I know so far, and I would be. You know, I would be open to watching him take whatever position that he wants. You know, if you're someone like Stephen Colbert, if your kids wanted to be porn stars, if yeah, if that was a thing that your kids wanted to do, would you support them? Or would you just, would you like use your clout to to kind of promote their their careers and let people know, hey, you know, my kid Chris Johnson Col- Colbert or whatever the fuck their names are. Would would you promote them and be like, hey, check out his like Pornhub channel? Because I I I think like so people have YouTube channels, right? And like they try to promote them, they tell you to subscribe. But with Pornhub, like there are people, there are amateur Pornhub channels, and I wonder how does how does that work? Like, are you like? Because like I I usually ask people to subscribe like twice in my videos. That's what I do. You always you, it's like asking for the sale twice or. Or it's just my own mentality. I just feel like asking twice is like is like a good way to do it to increase your chances of getting more subscribers. But with porn, is it just like do you uh, do you like fuck a girl and while you're fucking or you're when you're if you're a girl and you're getting fucked, like do you just ask people to subscribe to your channel like halfway through? How does that work? Like in the middle of like getting cum in your mouth or like 
spreading your seed in or inserting your seed inside a woman like halfway through you're just like you look at the camera and you're just like by the way if you like this kind of stuff you know subscribe to my channel like press the like button do they have that kind of shit like i don't know i don't know if they kind of have that so i i try to stay away from the porn hubs you know i try to stay away from that so it's not good for them you mentally i don't want to go on a whole other rant here talking about how porn is bad for you You can you can look up the website called what is it called again it's called your brain on porn okay your brain on porn.com look it up yourself and decide for yourself i'm sure i'm gonna go on some future rant in some future podcasts where I'm going to be talking about, like, uh, no fap or some shit or no porn or any of that shit. I, I know 100% I'm going to be getting on this stuff. I just don't want this episode to be the one where I get to but I'll, I'll get to that shit. I'll get to that shit later. But that's one of the things that I I was I was kind of wondering about. Like, is... I, I kind of... So one of the things that I was thinking about the other day was, like... Is there anyone out there that kind of aspires to be a porn star? Like, is that a thing where you kind of, you wish that you were a porn star? Maybe if you're someone that's like not very good looking, maybe you're like, man, I, I really wish I was good looking so that I can be a porn star. Is that a thing? Because like, I think the only thing they really look at is like your your dick. I think that's like, like the, the way your dick looks is like really important. As far as I don't really know much about porn, so a lot of a lot of what I say regarding pornography is gonna be hearsay. It's gonna be assumptions. It's gonna be things that I think is how. I know there's a fluffer. I know that's a job. Okay, I'm not saying I've done that job at any point. I, you know, if I were, if I did that job at some point, I'd probably put it on my LinkedIn. So if you check out my LinkedIn, you search up my name, you find my LinkedIn, because you know a lot of people have been searching me lately because they see me on the YouTube's and they're like, oh, okay, I want to Google this guy, and I see my LinkedIn has been getting a lot more views than usual. It's a little bit creepy, but you know it, it's been happening, and I'm getting the DMs, and it's it's kind of weird. But I'm not gonna talk about that in this episode. I'm just wondering, are there any kids out there, like five year olds? That are at one point being like, you know, when I get, you know, 18, I want to be a porn star. Is that some sort of aspiring career? I know everybody wants to be an influencer. I know that's a thing. I know I'm never going to hear the end of that shit. It's like people don't want to be economists. That's the problem nowadays. No one says like, I want to be an economist. No one ever says that. They kind of, I feel like people just kind of end up being economists out of like interest. Just being very interested in how... I guess the economy works. You just you're very into how the economy works, and one thing leads to another, and then you have a YouTube channel, and then maybe you start writing a book, and you're like, yeah, I really like the economy. The economy is really my thing. Whereas like you know, porn stars, I co- I totally get. You want to fuck a lot, or you want to get fucked a lot. Like though those kind of hobbies or those aspirations make sense, but it's like. The economy don't really quite understand that shit as much, like the economist thing. It's like, I really like the economy. I want to know everything about it. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things to know about the economy. I'm just saying that, I don't know, fucking a girl or getting fucked by a girl or or, or getting fucked by a guy, I guess, is like more interesting to me than (laughs) learning about the economy. I want to talk about the economy more. I'm going to talk about 
Godzilla versus Kong. So I just watched the trailer. If you haven't checked that out, you gotta check out the trailer. It's fucking sick. You see fucking Kong. You see fucking Godzilla. The movie is called Godzilla versus Kong. And both these characters are actually in the movie, which is great. Because I was wondering, is it gonna be one of those things where they, the whole movie is about King Kong and then all of a sudden they show Godzilla like at the very end and that's when they fight? Or is it gonna be like an ongoing fight throughout the movie? Because that would be much more interesting. If it's like an ongoing fight, fight and there's some sort of buildup and then at the end it's like the last standoff and it's like here we fucking go baby let's fucking do this that would be that would be really cool but if they do the thing where it's like the whole movie's focused about kong or the whole movie's focused about godzilla and then like you know the fight is all the way till the end it's like yeah i don't know i'm not that i'm not as interested in that so a new trailer just came out the movie's coming out in march 26 on hbo max and theaters which by the way i'm in canada i'm in specifically i am in ontario right now and guess what um in ontario movie theaters not open yeah we're still on fucking lockdown i mean i know it's january right now if you're listening to this sometime in the future you know in 2025 the 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 covid shit is still happening right now and we're on fucking lockdown but anyway my point is i want to watch a movie like godzilla versus kong or kong versus godzilla it's godzilla versus kong in the theaters you can't fucking watch a movie called Godzilla vs. Kong in your fucking 32-inch screen at home. You just, you just don't do that. That's like a fucking sin, okay? That's a fucking, you should, a hell, if, if hell does not exist, I don't think it does, but if hell does not exist, they should create a, a hell just for people that want to watch a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong in a fucking 32 inch or even worse a fucking 16 inch laptop screen okay you don't watch a movie like that in that kind of screen you watch that in a 100 or 200 foot fucking screen i don't know how big those imax screens are those those, what is it like 500 those 500 foot fucking imax screen so you can watch you can watch godzilla be way bigger than you okay you don't want to watch king kong being a fucking tiny dude that takes up like 30 pixels in your fucking 16 inch screen you just don't fucking do that shit man anyway so the movie is coming out in hbo max and in theaters i'm in ontario and i have no idea if theaters will be open by march i really hope theaters are open by that time but i don't know if they will and i just refuse to watch that movie at home through HBO Max. Here's the thing with the whole theater thing, okay? With the whole HBO Max thing. I watched Wonder Woman 1984 at home. I didn't I, I didn't like the movie that much, you know, it had a lot of problems, okay? The movie had a lot of problems, but that aside, I felt like I was sort of cheating life when I was watching Wonder Woman 1984 at home. It felt very weird. Okay, I can't be the only one that felt that, man. It felt weird to watch a new movie, a new Wonder Woman 
it at home like it's like i'm lucky okay i have a big tv which is awesome i get to have some sort of like semi theater experience i get to close the lights you know i have like really nice speakers and if it's at night i get to put on really nice bose headphones you know i'm, I'm super lucky i don't i understand that no one not everybody has that kind of experience but despite that despite me trying to replicate the the theater experience i still didn't like watching it at home it felt really weird and the reason why it felt really weird was because first of all it was a new movie second of all it was a superhero movie okay it was a superhero movie and i was watching a superhero blockbuster super high budget with like amazing fight scenes and the movie did have amazing fight scenes with amazing fight scenes and i was watching it at home it just like for the first time, for the first watching it at home for the first time, it just felt wrong, man. There was something very wrong about it. There was a video that I was watching about Chris uh, with Chris Stuckman. You guys know Chris Stuckman. He's a YouTuber. Chris Stuckman uh, in his in a, which is a YouTuber. He recently was talking about the whole theater thing, and he made a really good point. He was saying that what's going to happen is that um, for theater um, in the future for theaters is that because people are going to start having access to the movie at home they're also it's all it's going to be the case that a lot of people that don't care about theaters end up going to don't care about theaters end up staying at home while people that do love the theater experience and do love going to the theater especially going to premieres going with their friends they're gonna go to the theater so basically the annoying people that don't give a fuck about a theater and they're only going there because it's the only way to watch a movie the only way to watch a new movie at least and they're gonna stay at home whereas the people that do care about the theater like myself are gonna go to the theater and yes it's going to mean less money for the theater but basically what he was saying was that in the future the theater experience is actually potentially going to get better and i thought that was very interesting and i do like that he saw kind of the positivity the positive aspect of that of the positive aspect of all these blockbuster movies that are meant to be watched in a giant screen especially a movie like wonder woman and a movie like king kong versus versus godzilla much more so than a movie like lockdown like you know i watched um lucky number 11 at home for the first time i watched the movie seven at home for the first time and those were really incredible movies but i uh, it sucks that i never got to see them for the first time at the theater i felt like that would have been an incredible experience but it was fine to watch them at the mo at the theater at the mo at, at home i mean I, I didn't mind that but for a movie like king kong for a movie like godzilla that's like it's meant for a theater experience it's just like the movie tenant i was lucky that i watched it at a theater it's meant to be consumed in a massive screen that's what those movies are made in the like they're made with the mindset of that so when chris stuckman was saying that uh, that's one of the good things about theaters is that the people that don't give a fuck about theaters and the people that are usually the annoying ones about theaters they're going to kind of stay at home whereas the people that love the theaters are going to go to theaters and that was like the good thing now the downside of this is that because less people are going to going to the theaters that could mean that the small chains are going to die out 
because it's like the small chains rely on a lot of people going to the theaters. They basically rely on as many people as possible to go to the theaters, so they rely on a, a lot of a very high amount of volume. The problem is if a lot of if a lot of people are getting used to being able to just watch movies at home and the smaller ch- the, what's going to happen is the smaller chains might end up dying out and I think it was someone I think it was JJ Abrams and I mentioned this in another podcast episode where I think it was JJ Abrams that mentioned at one point that what's going to happen in the future is that the theater experience is going to be more of a premium experience whereas it's going to be a lot more it's going to be you're going to it's going to feel like kind of like a vip experience because there's not going to be as many theaters and uh, so some theaters will actually kind of die out but the ones that will stay are going to be the ones that offer like premium stuff like i don't know they have some sort of servant or someone that brings you beer and brings you food whenever you want or some shit like that basically kind of like a premium vip experience whereas everybody all the smaller chains that show kind of independent movies will end up dying out and you know it kind of sucks and that's that unfortunately that's like the world that we live in and that that's basically what it sounds like is going to happen but anyway i'm talking about the hbo maxes and the theaters a little bit too much the real question is who would win in a fight between king kong and godzilla now realistically i don't know if either of them was go- is going to win but let's look at their superpowers if if they have any superpowers well, well godzilla here's the thing godzilla has the fire breathing shit you know he can breathe blue fire which i don't know blue fire is kind of more strong than stronger than red fire right i think that's how it works so he has the blue fire shit right but here's the thing in the trailer they saw they showed the the king kong guy kind of blocking that fire with his hand or with some sort of material or weapon of some sorts so it seems like he's has something to defend himself from the fire shit so what else does godzilla have i don't know man because kong has the stronger brute force shit and godzilla's more of a long range kind of guy you know he'll keep his his he'll keep like 20 feet 100 feet away from you and he can still like attack you whereas king kong you know he's got to be right up there you know right in front of you unless he knows how to use like a massive sort of nuclear weapon of some sorts or a massive weapon of some sort like a gun like to the size of king kong like an overly sized handgun you think they're gonna do that because you know my first thought about that is that's not very realistic but you know king kong is not very realistic either i really wish king kong was real man i wish godzilla was real i feel like it's not that the world would go to shit and would get annihilated of the if those monsters were actually real i mean it definitely would but it would just make life so much more entertaining you know it's like the entertainment factor like i wish there was more giant creatures in general like have you seen a moose have you seen a moose in real life? Yo, that, that shit, that's fucking huge. Moose are massive, dude. It is it is mind-blowing how massive they're. And they're like massive, not in a terrifying way. They're massive in like a, a gentle giant kind of way. Have you seen, like giraffes, you know, they're massive, but I don't find they're scary. They're kind of just like, they got a tall neck and it's like, yo, motherfucker, I'd snap your neck. They're, they're fucking terrifying when, they, when you see them attack other people and attack shit. But it's like a giraffe isn't terrifying. It's like, oh, you know, it's a giraffe. It's got a long neck. But a moose is like a, is like this gentle giant. Whereas like King Kong would be like terrifying. 
Godzilla would be terrifying. A, a whale is like... I don't know, man. I'm fucking afraid of whales. Are you... Don't you find whales, like, terrifying? They're, like, scary. They're so massive. They are insanely massive. One of the things that I want to experience in my life before I die is I want to be swimming in some sort of ocean and I want to see a whale, like, under me or some shit. Like, just to see the insane scale of whale like i've seen so many pictures of like you'll see like the diver the tiny little human diver and he's like hey i got some footage of the whale and the whale is like a hundred or two hundred times the size of the diver it's like insane there's there used to be so many so many more bigger creatures back in the day obviously there were dinosaurs but just in general like when we find like they found bones of like an old whale and the whale was like, it was fucking gigantic. I can't remember how many feet long it was and how many feet wide it was. It just looked fucking ridiculously large. And it's like, just back in the day, there was these like monstrously sized creatures. And I'm not just talking about dinosaurs, just in animals in general, just like so much bigger and so much more terrifying. And I wish they existed till today. You know, it would just be more interesting to just be in the jungle and just be see some sort of terrifyingly large creature. And it's like, if you get killed by a terrifyingly large creature, I mean, that's a cool way to die. You know, at least you got a cool story to die. When you, if there is some sort of afterlife after and you join in the, the gang, you know, you see Avril Lavigne there, you're chilling with her, you see... Uh, you know, Britney Spears' uh, hopes and dreams and career there, and you're just like, yo, what's up? How's it going? And you're there, you're all just chatting, and you're like, yo, you know, guess how I died? And everyone's talking about how they died. They're all trying to one up each other. I feel like that's how the afterlife is. Is everyone just trying to one up each other with how they died? You know, and and you would just say like, yo, like King Kong fucking killed me. Like that must be that's the coolest way to die, man. That's the coolest way to die. Just like some massive creature like King Kong killing you. That's got to be the coolest way to So, in conclusion, <laughs> King Kong, Godzilla. Who would win? I don't know. The USA, probably. So, Godzilla vs. Kong uh, will be directed by Adam Wingard, who it doesn't have the best track record, to be honest. He directed the remake of the Blair Witch Project, the, the Blair Witch movie, which, you know, didn't do so well in the reviews. To be fair, I haven't watched it. And I don't know, maybe the movie's actually good, but, you know, the reviews kind of suck. Because, you know, I loved Lockdown, and the reviews sucked for that. So, who knows, maybe the movie's actually good. And he also made, he he also um, directed the Death Note live-action movie. Now, I haven't watched the Death Note live-action movie, because people just said it sucked. So, I really didn't want to watch something that sucks. If a lot of people say it sucks, usually it sucks, but, you know, they're wrong about lockdown. I'm never gonna forget fuck that shit, man. I'm never gonna fucking forget that. People were wrong about that movie, man. Jesus. But anyway, the screenplay is by Eric Pearson, who also did the screenplay for Thor Ragnarok, which was fucking amazing. Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok is awesome. And the another screenplay writer on the movie for Godzilla vs. Kong is Max Bornstein, who also did the screenplay for the 2019 Godzilla 
and the the Kong Skull, Skull Island movie. And those movies are pretty good. Like they're they're pretty entertaining. You know, they're not mind-blowing, but they're pretty entertaining. So I'm kind of expecting, I'm hoping at least, the Godzilla vs. Kong movie to be kind of on that level of entertainment. To be like at least like a popcorn entertainment kind of vibe. I really just want the action fighting scenes to be really well choreographed. That's really all anybody wants from a movie titled Godzilla vs. Kong. They just want to watch these two massive historic monsters that are extremely, well not historic, iconic monsters just battle battle it out and fight it out. I really hope they're not too slow because I, I, the movie Hollywood likes to make massive monsters like giant ones to be very slow for some reason. They kind of got rid of that nowadays but with the Avengers, especially with the Avengers movies and stuff like that, like they made the big guys quick but I know that in the, ba- in the back in the day they kind of used to do that especially in the, during the 2000s so I hope they don't continue on that trend of like making s- big massive monsters fight very slowly. So as long long as the fight scenes are good that's all anyone really gives a shit about no one is hoping for this to be a very well written movie or a very well acted movie they just want two monsters to kick each other's asses and if they can provide that then everybody is going to be happy that's all I have for you today. Thank you guys for joining another episode of the podcast please and thank you. This is episode 10. I'm really excited for this episode maybe in the future we will have a guest in the episode as for now thank you for listening thank you for watching peace out